Thank you for tuning in to the Diligent Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we talk about the Bible, speak the truth, and make Bible study come to life. Here is your host, Joshua Cantrell. Welcome to the Diligent Podcast, where we make Bible study come to life, and I'm your host, Joshua Cantrell. On this first season, under the Scattered Abroad Network, uh, for this particular podcast, we have been asking and answering a question, how do you handle? Thus far, we have talked about how do you handle uh, friends, how do you handle enemies, how do you handle ingratitude? Uh, Just a host of different things, and this episode is no different than anyone else. In this episode, we're going to talk about how do you handle perseverance? Again, how do you handle perseverance? Life has a way of breaking you down, and life also has a way of building you back up again, just from a biblical perspective from Genesis 1 verse 1 to Revelation 22 and 21, the Bible has so much to say about individuals who overcame something. And I guess that's really what we're talking about. How do you handle overcoming something? Now, all of us have tasks and challenges that we will have to face in life. That's just the way life is. Life will put a task in front of you And as soon as you get over that task, it's almost as if there is another task that you have to get through and you have to overcome just to get to something else. A text that comes to my mind, of course, is 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And if you remember there in that particular chapter, Paul there was basically pleading out to God to remove that thorn in the flesh, to remove that obstacle But what did God say to Paul? He said, my grace is sufficient. My grace is enough for you. And God's grace is enough for us today as well. God's grace is not something that's just new. As long as God has been around, grace has been around. As long as God has been around, mercy has been around. As long as God has been around, vengeance has been around. All those things are associated with God, the goodness of God, the severity of God, the greatness of God, and also the vengeance of God. Yet, how do we overcome? How do we persevere those things? An account that comes to my mind is that of Joseph. Now, Joseph is one of my favorite biblical characters, and the reason for that is uh, his life is so applicable. You know, every time You read the Genesis account that talks about the life of Joseph. We can more or less sometimes, uh, to a certain extent that is, put ourselves in his shoes because by putting ourselves in his shoes, we're able to make some application uh, that certainly is available and that it can apply uh, to our lives as well. Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers. Joseph was sold into slavery by the ones who was responsible for him to a certain extent. Of course, his father was, but uh, his, his, his father definitely 
uh, wanted it to be known that you were to look out uh, for your brother as well. And so Joseph is just minding his business. His father tells him to go out. He goes out and he checks on his brothers. He goes out and he just uh, sees what's going on with them like any other day, I'm sure. And so as he makes his way out there, his brothers see him coming. Well, here comes the dreamer. Here comes dad's favorite. Here comes the brother with many colors. And Joseph had to persevere all those things. I think sometimes in our own minds, we believe that our actions are powerful enough to destroy God's plan. If you think you've blown God's plan for your life, rest in this, my friend, you are not that powerful. You are not that powerful to stop God's plan for your life. If God has a plan for your life, if God has something with your name on it, if God has a blessing with your name on it, there is nothing you can do, my friend, of yourself to stop that from happening. As preachers, or the preacher, is only to encourage you to persevere. Is only to encourage you to live for God, not doing it for you. Joseph was committed. Well, what is commitment? Here's my definition of commitment. Doing what you said you would long, doing what you said you would long after the mood you said it in has left. And I think all of us can kind of laugh and, and kind of certainly look at that from our own lives because we all have said and done things in certain moods. You know what? I'm never going to let this happen again. Well, when that mood is gone, do you have that same energy to say that same thing you said when you were in that mood? Joseph here was going to persevere. We don't forsake everything for Jesus. We find everything in Jesus. God has a way of giving you what you need, of giving you what you desire, of giving you what you're praying for, so you're able to so you're able to persevere and get to where you need to go and get to where you need to be. Because the devil knows your name, but he calls you by your sin. God knows your sins. And he calls you by your name. Living for God is just a copay. He already paid the price. And the Bible again attests to that very fact as well. Jesus didn't die for us so that we can continue treating people the way they treated him. And that's exactly what Joseph's brothers did, unfortunately. They treated him so bad. But later on, when Joseph got the opportunity to do wrong to them, Joseph said, it's not even about y'all. But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it for good. But God meant it for good. There is something good about God. There is something great and gracious about God. There is something that God gives to me when I need it the most. What is that? 
That is the ability. That is the strength. That is the courage. That is the willpower. That is the endurance. As Paul said in Philippians 3, to press on. Paul says, not because I have already attained, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. One day, Paul was killing Christians. The next day, he was a Christian. One day, Peter was a fisherman. The next day, he was a fisher of men. Don't judge someone based on one day. If God can create a whole world in six days, he surely can create a new heart in one. God, again, gives us the power to persevere. He gives us the strength to go forward. Now, while he does that, we also need to be able to discern some stuff as well. You have to be able to discern discern your Judas from your Peter. Listen to me. You have to be able to discern your Judas from your Peter. Peter had a bad day. Judas had a bad heart. Peter, you restore, but Judas, you release. It's amazing how the times when I have felt as if I couldn't go forward, as if I didn't know the strength or the willpower I had within myself, God gave me the strength to go forward. I saw a quote that said, thank you for letting me go because I wouldn't have walked away. That hit a little different. Sometimes we have to thank God for what didn't work out. I I, I know, I know it's difficult to do. I mean, you know, very often, many of us, we wallow in the mire. We refuse to shake off the dust of discouragement and we find ourselves in a hole We find ourselves in a pit. But yet God has already given us the strength to get out of those things. The gospel of Jesus Christ allows us to persevere. The gospel of Jesus Christ gives us the strength we need to keep going. You see, being a Christian doesn't change what you deal with. It changes how you deal with it. And I believe we need to keep that in mind. Again, being a Christian doesn't change what you deal with. It changes how you deal with it. I have to be willing to put my emotions to the side. Now, does the Bible give us the okay to be angry? Absolutely. Ephesians 4 verse 26 in that context, they're leading down. But I also have to be reminded that I have to put the will of the Father before what I want. A righteous man falls seven times, but, get up, but gets up eight. Now, people will talk about the seven times he fell, but I'm thankful that God focuses on the eighth time he decided to get up. Not about just getting knocked down, but it's also having the willpower to stand back up. Perseverance. Is something that we all struggle with. If you can trust a pilot during turbulence, surely you can trust the God of heaven through any trial. Surely we can trust the God of heaven to get us 
to where we need. Perseverance is something we all need to think about. We all need to be reminded of. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. How do I handle perseverance? How do you handle perseverance? Maybe you're maybe you're like me sometimes. Maybe you think you already know the answer to everything. Maybe you think you already have everything figured out. But trust me, if you had it figured out, you wouldn't need God. You wouldn't need his grace. You wouldn't need his mercy. But I'm thankful that God gives me enough sense <laughs> to believe him and trust him at his word and at his will. Because Solomon says, wisdom, Proverbs 4, 7, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. But in all of thou getting, Solomon says, get an understanding. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Diligent Podcast, where we make Bible study come to life. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.